Pack your backpacks, grab your homework, and turn your volume up. Welcome to another edition of Pod Save the Teachers. We're here to discuss the best practices and the most important topics both in and outside of the classroom, as well as teach the tricks of the education trade. Now, without further ado, here's your host from the College of Education and Human Services, Dr. Mark Piercy. This is 1077 The Bronx, 1077 thebronkcom Welcome to Pod Save the Teachers, the official podcast of the College of Education and Human Services here at Rider University. I am your host, Dr. Mark Piercy. Uh, welcome to the show. This is our end of the year episode. It's December. Uh, we are in finals week here at Rider's University. Uh, every student I talk to or look at has that sort of shell-shocked expression of, I've got six papers left to do and 48 minutes left to do it in. But once we are done, we're out, we're free. Uh, it's a two-week break, and then we jump into J-term. J-term at Rider, many universities have something similar. It's a winter term, which is three weeks long. And so for a lot of students, they're getting a nice, long, restful break here to kind of recharge for the spring. That means also that a lot of our students, especially in the ed program, are getting ready for student teaching. Uh, they're heading out for 15 weeks of what amounts to indentured servitude, uh, working for no pay, but learning on the job how to be a professional educator. And they're scattered all across New Jersey, but it, it does always emphasize for me one of my favorite things about New Jersey. Uh, longtime listeners of the show know that I'm from Florida. I did all my teaching down there. And in Florida, one of the most unique things about it is that it's, in fact, not all that unique compared to other other states. Um, every county is has a district. Every district is county-based. So there are 67 districts in Florida because there are 67 counties. And that means the districts tend to be pretty big. In New Jersey, and I looked this up to make sure I got it right, there are 697 what are called local educational agencies. Now, what that means is that they are distinct government entities which have, you know, borders and boundaries and are with themselves self-contained districts. However, of them that are operating school districts, there are 593 school districts in New Jersey. And some of them are huge and some of them are tiny and all of them are unique. So this episode is going to be the first in a series we're going to do uh, called District Spotlight. And we're going to take a look at the districts in our area in the state of New Jersey and what they do and how they do it. And for our very first district, we're focusing on one of our partner districts, one very close to us, Hamilton Township School District, which is not only unique, but also comparatively large uh, for most of the districts in New Jersey. On any given day, it's in the top 10 about the size of the student population and the number of schools in it. So we have two special guests on our show today. First one is Dr. Scott Rocco. Dr. Rocco is the superintendent of schools in Hamilton Township. And we have the principal of Clockner Elementary School, Dr. Rashawn Monroe. They're here to tell me not only about the district and their individual schools, but also things I should know about Hamilton, uh, where I should go to eat or drink when I'm in Hamilton. And also we're going to get into an extended discussion of, uh, well, the, the boroughs of New York City. You'll see. That comes up in our final segment of the show. Stick around for all that and more here on Pod Save the Teachers. This is 1077 The Bronx, 1077thebronc.com. Pod Save the Teachers on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten by Ryder University's College of Education and Human Services. We all recognize that sound, the school bell. It's a part of the foundation of our future. From kindergarten to high school, the education we receive builds who we are, from our character to our careers. When you enroll as an undergraduate or graduate student at the College of Education and Human Services, we will help you harness your passion for education. We will prepare you to make meaningful and creative contributions in the classroom that will support, impact, and transform the lives of your students, providing them with the building blocks for success. Programs include elementary education, secondary education, and post-baccalaureate teaching certificates 
certificates, as well as Rider's two-year New Jersey Alternate Route Teaching Certificate for educators who have earned an instructional certificate of eligibility. For more information about Rider University's College of Education and Human Services' impactful undergraduate and graduate programs and how to apply online, it's Rider.edu. That's Rider.edu to turn your passion for education into a rewarding career. We're back for more Pod Save the Teachers with Dr. Mark Piercy. Mark is back up at the blackboard and ready to chalk up some extra tips for teaching. So let's return to our seats and tune back in to Pod Save the Teachers on 1077 The Bronx. This is 1077 The Bronx, 1077 thebronkcom Welcome back to Pod Save the Teachers, the official podcast of the College of Education and Human Services at Ryder University. I am still your host, Dr. Mark Piercy, and we are here with our special guest uh, from Hamilton Township School Districts, Dr. Scott Rocco. Dr. Rocco, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. This is really exciting. I can't wait to have a conversation with you. Now, you know, this is District Spotlight. It's our first District Spotlight, and we like to focus, or we're trying to focus on our, our district partners, the district we work a lot, but I already told you off Mike, Hamilton is, to me, one of the more recognizable districts because of my background. Coming from Florida, where districts are generally much larger uh, than they are here. I mean, there's 588 school districts in New Jersey, and they all seem to be kind of wacky and idiosyncratic. But Hamilton is a lot more familiar to me because of its size. So uh, tell me a bit about Hamilton, uh, the schools in it, the student population, and and talk to me as if I've never been to Hamilton Township, and maybe you can even sell me on moving there. (laughs) All right, you got it. So we are large compared to other districts in the state of New Jersey. We are on any given day the 10th, 11th, or 12th largest district in the state of New Jersey, depending on how many kids we have that day. Mm. We're over 12,000 students. We have 23 schools, actually 24 buildings where we have students. We have an alternate program, which is our 24th building. We have three administrative buildings. I have 1,800 staff. So we're a large district in comparison to most districts across the state of New Jersey. Uh, On one end, we border Trenton. On another end, we border Allentown. Uh, On another end, we border Mercer County Park. So Mm -hmm. you can get a little bit of everything in Hamilton Township. And if you're looking to move there, we have great restaurants, (laughs) great coffee, Great bakery. Great coffee. Yeah, wow. Great coffee. Yeah, lots of different places to go uh, around town to eat or get a snack. I was just talking to a student of mine who is a, and we'll say this admittedly, a, a coffee snob. Okay. And he's, his family's from Columbia, and he was very, very dismissive of the coffee that he's had thus far in New Jersey. <laughs> so right. I should direct him to Hamilton. Direct him to Hamilton. We have a couple of great coffee places, lots of great restaurants in okay. the area. Okay. Now, Absolutely. are you a Hamilton native? I am not. Actually, I grew up in uh, Middlesex County, north of there, right up Route 1 in South Plainfield. Went to okay. school there, born and raised there. My wife and I went to the College of New Jersey. You can oh. cue the booze. Oh, uh, it's terrible. Uh, you college make of New choices. Jersey. It's okay. It's, it's a different time. <laughs> Absolutely. And, uh, and so we met at TCNJ and got married. And we were um, where we were living with our families and where we were working, triangulated. And Hamilton Township was actually the place that wow. we took up roots. And we've been there for 25 years. We've raised three children there. They've all gone through the schools there. Two have graduated. One is a junior in high school right now. And we were just talking about that off mic too. You're, you're, is it your son or your daughter? My son is still there. And he's a 16-year-old? He's uh, 16. 16 yes. and yeah, a junior. Yeah. And he's okay with his dad being superintendent? Uh, on some days, yes. Some days, no. <laughs> Depends on the day. He can get away with nothing, I assume. No, everybody's taking a look and seeing what he's doing. He's uh, got to be extra good, and hopefully he is. Now, tell me about your teaching background. You said you grew up in South Plainfield and yeah. you went to TCNJ. What was your first uh, teaching experience? So uh, even going further back than that, I actually come from a family of educators, which I think is different today. Mm-hmm. You don't see a lot of that happening anymore, but I have three aunts and an uncle that were all in education, all teachers. Wow. Right. And so in the holiday, during the holidays, you know, holiday dinner, uh, going to people's houses, you'd always hear stories about 
being in education and how it was a noble profession. So that sparked my interest. Mm -hmm. And then I went on to college to be an education major. Funny, quick part of that, I started as a math major, right? Wow. And, and off mic, we were talking about yeah. how the market has changed, changed to social studies teacher, right? I remember sitting <laughs> in first semester in a methods, math methods class, and everybody was excited. They're all math majors for education. They're all excited about why this proof worked or something. And I'm sitting there going, I don't care. Yeah, that like, I, sound I, exciting. I, just, I lost my interest, and in, in, in it was important for me to make the change because mm -hmm. if I went forward and finished, because I'm sure I could have gone through, I would not have. I would not have enjoyed it. Yeah. And I really always enjoyed history, enjoyed social studies. So uh, I made the change. I remember making the toughest call that I ever had to make at that age, and that was to my father to say, "Hey, listen, Dad, who had always said be a math major, there'll be lots of jobs." Yeah. I'm going to change. And he goes, that's fine, but understand you're not going to get a lot of job offers because there's probably going to be a lot of social studies teachers graduating. He was right. Yeah. And as we talked off mic, I got offered a half a job, right? That's my I first offer. I did not offering. even know such a thing existed. Yeah, it was honestly. a part-time position. It was a part-time position. So uh, luckily they upped that to a full-time position. I was a teacher at a high school and middle school, then became a a uh, high school teacher full-time, went on, became a middle school VP, elementary principal, assistant superintendent for HR, and then superintendent of schools. And you've been all over the place then. So first 18 and a half years, I was in one district, Hillsborough Township Public Schools, then wow. went over to Spotswood for a couple of years as superintendent, and I've been in Hamilton now for almost seven years. That is, I mean, one of the things the most fascinating, we, again, we were talking about this, the idea of local control and local governance, which is so central to what New Jersey does. Yeah. And I, I really believe genuinely one of the reasons why New Jersey schools are top to bottom, you know, so good. Mm -hmm. But Hamilton being larger, uh, that probably translates to a different set of responsibilities and, and maybe a different set of challenges than most districts have to deal with. Um, so tell me about your student population. What kind of demographics are you dealing with? What kind of, uh, you know, communities are you dealing with uh, that come through Hamilton schools? Sure. So so we're a very diverse community and we are growing in diversity. So the fastest growing population in our community right now is a Hispanic population. And mm -hmm. we have a lot of students and families that Spanish is their primary language. So we are adjusting as we go forward. Our three main languages that are spoken in Hamilton are English, Spanish, and Haitian Creole. So, wow. yeah, so what we're trying to do is when we put out material now, we're trying to put it out in all three languages. What we used to do is produce it in English, have it sent out for translation, which took a while, and then put it out. And what we were finding is a lot of our information was delayed. So now we're using things like S'more, s'more.com. And so we put it together in English, and there's a drop-down menu. And then you can immediately translate it into the language oh, that wow. you speak at home. So we're trying to be accessible to all families. Mm -hmm. uh, so growing population, over 12,000 right now. We're going to continue to tick up as we go forward in our populations. Aging buildings in the district, we've done a lot of work to, to repair those buildings and upgrade them. And we continue to do that. But... Uh, Great population of students, uh, 17 elementary schools, uh, three middle schools, and three high schools. Wow. So, yeah, and then, you know, feeder programs going from one elementary to one middle school to one mm -hmm. uh, high school. As we go forward, we're looking at a lot of different things to address uh, our growing need of our students. Well, the diversity that you mentioned is obviously, you know, it's a strength, but it's also a challenge. Mm -hmm. and, and, and you describe some of the ways you're trying to circumvent those challenges. What other challenges do you see? Hamilton having to contend with, and what initiatives right now are you using to try to to to, to deal with those? On a student, uh, sure. stu yeah. yeah. So on, on the student level, I think we're like all districts coming out of the pandemic. We're dealing with an academic issue, 
an attendance issue and a behavior issue. Mm -hmm. Okay. So within our district for the last two years, I've been meeting with our principals and groups and they've self-developed their group. So the high school principals, they come together. It's a natural group, middle school, natural group. And then the 17 elementary divide up into four groups. Mm -hmm. And so they've got three goals. They've got the academic goal, they've got the social emotional goal, and they have the attendance goal. We've been battling chronic absenteeism well before the pandemic, and we're making great strides towards improving attendance at all of our buildings. And then the pandemic hit and getting students back into school, getting parents to understand the importance of coming to school has always been a challenge. But coming back out of a pandemic where kids were in their homes doing school and then saying, hey, you got to get out of your house, come back to school. That's been a challenge. But mm -hmm. we're, we're making uh, good success there, uh, showing strides and, and some data that shows that kids are coming back to school. So that's great. Then getting kids back into school, understanding the rules and procedures of school and what the expectations of school have been a challenge, again, for everybody across the state, across the country. But we've also uh, done a lot to assist students in those challenges as we go forward. And uh, then the academic end is, you know, learning loss. And we've heard a lot about learning loss. And so we're doing a lot of different things associated with learning loss to make sure that students are caught up mm -hmm. uh, so that they can progress and they can go uh, and graduate and go through um, what we say are multiple doors of success. So you've got uh, college, career, military, and trades. Mm -hmm. And so in Hamilton Township, it's important that our students have one of those four doors accessible to them. And that's why getting them to school, getting them to focus on learning and getting them to be academically successful helps them to get through one of those four doors at graduation. Mm. Um, I know that because you're such a large district that you have challenges that are kind of unique. And, and I, as I understand it, statewide student enrollment is generally trending downwards, Correct. except in Hamilton and a few other places. Mm -hmm. So that kind of leads to the next question. I know that one change you're anticipating in the future is growth. Yeah. Uh, how how drastic is that growth going to be? I mean, are you talking about adding schools? Are you talking about you know changing the district parameters? Yeah, so we actually have a facility strategic planning committee that's been meeting now for over a year, and we're looking at that. Do we stay the traditional K five, six, eight, nine, twelve model? Do we change up and do we have kindergarten buildings or do we have sister schools of like K two, three, five, so that we can maximize classroom space? Mm -hmm. And then also looking at each building, we should have a designated library. We should have a designated art room, a designated music room. We don't have that in every one of our classrooms. So how are we going to do that? Are we going to adjust enrollment in those buildings? Do we need to do additions? Uh, do we need to do other things with our buildings? There's really not a lot of space. As big as Hamilton is, and we're very big, mm -hmm. property-wise, we're big, acreage-wise, um, there isn't a lot of open space left. Mm -hmm. And so... To build a brand new building would be pretty hard to do. There's not a lot of property left to do that. Mm. All right. Well, we're going to take a break right now. We're going to come back and continue our conversation here with Dr. Rocco on 1077thebronc.com. Sorry, 1077thebronc, 1077thebronc.com. This is Pod Save the Teachers. Pod Save the Teachers on 1077 The Bronc is underwritten by Ryder University's College of Education and Human Services. We all recognize that sound, the school bell. It's a part of the foundation of our future. From kindergarten to high school, the education we receive builds who we are, from our character to our careers. When you enroll as an undergraduate or graduate student at the College of Education and Human Services, we will help you harness your passion for education. We will prepare you to make meaningful and creative contributions in the classroom that will support, impact, and transform the lives of your students, providing them with the building blocks for success. Programs include elementary education, secondary education, and post-baccalaureate teaching certificates 
certificates, as well as Rider's two-year New Jersey Alternate Route Teaching Certificate for educators who have earned an instructional certificate of eligibility. For more information about Rider University's College of Education and Human Services impactful undergraduate and graduate programs and how to apply online, it's rider.edu. That's rider.edu to turn your passion for education into a rewarding career. We're back for more Pod Save the Teachers with Dr. Mark Piercy. Mark is back up at the blackboard and ready to chalk up some extra tips for teaching. So let's return to our seats and tune back in to Pod Save the Teachers on 1077 The Bronx. This is 1077 The Bronx, 1077 The Bronx.com. Welcome back to Pod Save the Teachers, the official podcast of the College of Education and Human Services here at Ryder University. I am still your host, Dr. Mark Piercy, and we are continuing our conversation with our special guest, Dr. Scott Rocco, the superintendent of Hamilton Township Schools. And we were just talking a minute ago about the size of your district, which is not the most impressive thing about the district, but it's certainly one of my unique things in my experience. Mm -hmm. um, you have so many schools and there, there's only so many hours in the day. Uh, you can't get in all of them. And I'm sure there are days go by where you can't get into school for, you know, a considerable amount of time, which means you have to trust not only your site administrators, but also your teachers. Um, I, I don't want to ask how that's going, but it, how easy is that? I'm a control freak. And mm -hmm. the idea of these people are doing stuff on my watch and I can't get a look at them. <laughs> right. Uh, how, how do you navigate that issue? I, I think, number one, you have to understand that things will get done and they may not always look the way you want to get them done. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm a very organized person, color code person. I've had a whiteboard in my office since the day I was an administrator, always color coded. So there are things and processes I have in place that I've always had in place and I expect these things to go a certain way. And at the same time, I need to also trust those that are in leadership positions, those are that are in instructional positions to do their job. And so what you want to do is you want to set them up for success. You want to make sure that there's a clear direction, there's clear understanding, clear resources. And if that doesn't work, okay, let's fix that and then make sure people can do their jobs. Mm -hmm. uh, I trust that people are going to do their jobs. I also come from the concept of a team concept. So uh, everybody contributes on the team. Not one person is better than another person on the team. So you want to make sure that everybody on the team is successful. That's great. And you mentioned you have an acronym that you have on your whiteboard. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> for seven years, I've had this acronym on my whiteboard, RISE, which I believe also in using uh, committees to achieve things. Mm -hmm. And so this is for review, identify, simplify, and act. As educators and administrators, we've been asked to do so much for so long over the last 30 years, and things have just piled on, piled on, piled on. So we're going to review and see what's necessary, what's not necessary, what can be deleted, what can be combined, what can be modernized. And so a group of 29 of us got together, teachers, administrators, secretaries, and uh, we're starting that process right now. It's an exciting opportunity for people to be empowered to make change. That's great. Yeah. Um, one of the points of this podcast and one of the points of having you here is for you to talk directly not only to teachers and, and listeners of the show, but also to talk directly to your own community. Mm -hmm. So I want to make sure I give you an opportunity. If there's anything you want parents uh, of your community uh, and students of your community to know uh, about Hamilton and, and uh, you know, what you'd like to tell them, now's a great time. Sure. So every year we have a theme in district. And I think that's important also because that kind of drives what we're working towards. And one of the things that I've been clear with uh, with my community, my, my staff, my students, my parents, is that every day counts. And that is our theme for the year. Mm. Every moment we have an opportunity to work with a student, every moment we have an opportunity to learn something new that's going to help somebody else, that means every day counts. And so what we need to do is make sure that we are all dedicated 
to every single day that we have an opportunity to work with a student. We only get 180 of them mm-hmm. during the year. So we want to make sure that every one of those days counts and every moment within those days count. Every kid should feel like they belong in a school. Every kid should feel like they have a resource or a person that they can rely on in school. And we can do that if we follow through with every day counts. So they're going to see that and they have seen that from August through next June. And that is an important piece for us to be successful in our district. That's a great message. That's great. Um, before we move on to our interview games, I did have a question though. I, sure. I mentioned it off mic. It, no, I'm, I'm been to Hamilton schools a lot. I've had student, yeah. student teachers there. I've supervised there. I know teachers there, but I do not live in Hamilton. I've mm-hmm. only ever been to it or through it. Uh, so what's one specific to Hamilton thing that you think I ought to know about it? So uh, I'm going to do, if you're okay, I'll do two. Real do quick. two. The so more the merrier. so uh, you've got a very dedicated faculty staff of the district. I love my faculty and staff. They work hard. They're dedicated. I tell them all the time. I really appreciate the work that they do. So that's number one. Okay. So if you want to work in Hamilton, come work with us. Be part of our team. <laughs> number two, we had mentioned and I joked about food and stuff like that. Yeah. So Hamilton is known for a couple of things. One thing I can't believe I left off, and I'm going to hear this from some of from from some of the restaurants, pizza. Pizza. Right. So okay. if you like pizza, all kinds of different pizza, we've got great pizza in Hamilton Township. And then bakery wise, uh, you can't go wrong with any of our bakeries. And right next to one of my high schools is an excellent bakery. That's there. I don't think I can name bakeries and stuff. But then <laughs> right next to one of my high schools, they'll know what I'm talking about. OK. Outstanding. Uh, but we have lots of great bakeries. Pizza across the town is fantastic. Uh, restaurants, great place to go. Lots of different things. Grounds for sculpture, another thing. Is oh, in that Hamilton one I know. Township, okay, right. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll name that because they're they're there also. But uh, Hamilton is a great place to work, learn, and live. Fantastic! Wow. And you're not even getting paid by the Chamber not of Commerce a thing. or the not a thing, not a thing. Nope. It, our quick question because it's a yeah. corollary to one of our interview games, but sure. it doesn't usually come up. Uh, being a New Jersey native, being a Hamiltonian as you are now, pork roll or potato ham. Oh my God, pork roll. It's pork roll. Yeah, don't, okay. don't, it, no doubt about it. Pork roll, 100%. Okay. This is, again, I'm, I'm, I have no dog in this fight. I'm not from <laughs> here. I'm from the South. I've learned that people take it quite seriously. Oh, it's so, people get angry about it. But you are from like north of here. Yeah, they still I, consider it Central Jersey. Uh, okay. I'd always yeah, consider yeah, yeah, Taylor yeah. Ham to be kind of a North Jersey thing to say. It but, probably, it probably is in Northern, Northern Jersey. But even when I was up in Middlesex County, we would still say pork roll. Pork but it, roll. it will, It'll get some people angry. I'll tell you, <laughs> boy, I have found that out the hard way. Yeah. Well, not the hard way. I have no, I have nothing vested in it, but I enjoy the fact that people are willing to argue about this. Sort Over of food. Thing. Over food. Yeah. yeah. One great. piece of food. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dr. Rocco, thank you so much for being here with us today. Uh, before you leave, of course, we have our interview games we play sure. with everybody. So the first game we have is called Favorite Teacher. Okay. Favorite Teacher is your favorite teacher, whether it's one in your district right now or one that you had in your own experience as a K-12 student or a college student, even one possibly at TCNJ. Uh, if great teachers exist over there. <laughs> they absolutely do. Absolutely do. <laughs> this is random uh, <laughs> trash talk at TCNJ. Um, so uh, I've, I've always talked about the five greatest teachers I've ever had, but let me, let me narrow it down to the first one I ever had. So that was a fifth grade teacher, uh, Mr. Yartz. Um, and I always tell the story of I was probably not the best fourth grade student. And I needed a, I needed somebody to kind of help me be a better student in mm-hmm. fifth grade. Mr. Yarts ended up being that person. He actually made me really enjoy school, want to come to school every day. Uh, I think he set me on a path of success going on into the middle school, leaving elementary school. If I hadn't had him, I don't know if I would have been as, as good of a student as as I ended up being because I 
it probably was a little bit of a nudge as a fourth grade student. So, so <laughs> okay. he's the first one. And, okay. and, and, and so, uh, I'll say he set me on the right course. Okay. That's a great one. Mr. Yarts. Mr. Right? Yarts. At what yeah. school? Uh, that was, uh, that was Riley school in South Plainfield. Riley New school. Yeah. Mr. Yarts says, if you're out there, that one's for you. So I appreciate that. Perfect. Okay. Uh, next game is called mascot fight. And this could be kind of unique. Mascot mm-hmm. fight is my host high school mascot versus your high school mascot, which we can do. Sure. Let's All do right? that. But one. then there's a, there's another version of this that I just occurred to me. So let's start like this. I went to Pinellas Park High School, mm-hmm. home of the fighting Patriots. Okay. Uh, colonial soldier with a musket. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you went to? I went to South Plainfield High School. So probably our tiger is going to trounce your. Wow. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Probably right. well, if you got to load that musket, then absolutely. I don't even think, no, because even if I get, I get shot off, it's going to go right in your eye or yeah, something. There's it could no bounce way. off. Oh, yeah. Tigers are tough. All right. You win that one for sure. Right. Um, the other version of this is I taught at three different public high schools and you have three high schools in your district. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. So I, mine are in order, the, well, in reverse order, the um, Pirates, Brain River High School, the Indians, Venice High School, which is, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh the Manta Rays of Lemon Bay High School, Englewood, Florida. Manta Rays? Yeah, which are... They're no, docile. They're very docile. Yeah. They contribute nothing to this fight. <laughs> so you have the Hornets. We have the Hornets, which Hamilton is West, West right? right? So then we have uh, we have at North, we're North Stars. Um, it's a polar bear, right? Yeah, so I, I think, before. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think, I think the uh, Manta Ray and the... Polar bear might be yeah, hanging oh, out. Polar bear are taken out, though. Yeah. The polar bears are tough. Probably, probably. And then you have a Spartan. So it's Steiner oh, yeah. with the Spartans. That, that negates my pirate. Yeah. Okay, you're going to win both of them. Yeah, they're pretty tough. Yeah, okay. That would that did not go well for me. And not a single hornet. I think it would be the hornet's nest, right? So they talk about the, going to the hornet's nest. So oh, you get one, yeah. you get them all. Okay, yeah. All right, you win both. All right, that's, you're 2-0 and in mascot <laughs> there fight. There you go. Uh, our next game is called Try Before You Die. One thing you think everybody should experience, whether it's a place to go, place to visit, place to, something to eat, something to drink, uh, something to do, whatever. Sure. So uh, probably not for everybody, but uh, my son and I are big fishermen. And a couple oh. of years ago, we, uh, as a family, went out to Alaska. Uh, and right when you fly into Anchorage Airport, right across the street's a little puddle jumper airport. So basically what I'd like to do once in my life is go into Alaska, go to that other airport, get flown in somewhere and dropped off and fish for like five days. Oh, wow. Right. Just nobody around and just enjoy the time. I am sure from a superintendent's perspective, that would be that solitary, like would be a nice oh five boy. days. <laughs> but it would. <laughs> All right. That's a good one. All right. Our next game is random speed round. Random speed round is 60 seconds on the clock. Vanessa, do you have the clock ready? I ask you as many questions as I can in 60 seconds. Our current record is 16 in, 60 in one minute seconds. in 60 seconds. All right, so go. you got to be quick on the draw. All right. All right. We good to go? Yes. Ready? Go. When people come to you for help, what do they usually want help with? Uh, a problem they have. Okay. What would you do on a free afternoon in the middle of a week? If you ever had one. (laughs) Sleep. Pirates or ninjas? Pirates. What are you a natural at? Uh, fishing. Do you have any nicknames? Yes. You don't want to share them? (laughs) (laughs) What's your favorite candy? Uh, Reese's Pieces. What incredibly strong opinion you have about something that is completely unimportant in the grand scheme of things? Pork roll. There you go. (laughs) Pizza or tacos? Pizza. What incredible, oh, did that one, hold on. Uh, what's something you wish you'd figured out sooner? Oh, now you stumped me. Oh, boy. Uh, pass? <laughs> pass. What's your earliest memory? Uh, playing baseball. What talent would you show off in a talent show? None. <laughs> <laughs> what dumb accomplishment are you most proud of? I, 
got to pass on that one. <laughs> <laughs> What's the best thing you got from one of your parents? Uh, Time. Oh, how'd we do? Ten. Oh, boy. It's because you're a thoughtful guy. Yeah, I'm trying That's to why. think. Those are good questions, yeah. though. We, the one who won, we had a student a couple months ago who just was like a machine gun, just yeah. rapid fire responses. That's great. And it's clear. I don't know if she really even thought about the answers, but they came they out. They just came out. Yep, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, now, here's a game we play mostly with our Gen Z students, and I can ask you because teachers occasionally have some insight in this one. This game is called Slang Exploder. Slang Exploder is essentially where uh, a Gen Z student, usually college or high school, teaches me a slang word of choice, and then by using it on the air, I destroy it socially forever because <laughs> to hear someone like me using the word uh, situationship, slang? I think that was last month. Now look, and I'm causing Vanessa to cringe already. Uh, by the way, did you see that uh, Webster Merriam Dictionary nominated Riz as the word of the year? Are you serious? The hand of God. That was uh, one of our first <laughs> words on this podcast was Riz. Really? So, yeah, so we were, we were way out front. All right, so do you have any slang that your kids are using, your students, that you may know of? No, because my kids tell me I'm not cool. Right. Yeah. Uh, so mm. they're they're constantly telling me that. So there's there's not a lot of uh, not a slang a lot of slang that we're using. Um, <laughs> other than my kid calling us bruh, you bruh. know, you know. So bruh. you know, it, it, all, all right. of a sudden, like one day, he said, and I was like, "What happened? Did he stop speaking? Like in the middle of <laughs> of, of a sentence, bruh." So you got to lean into this. If I tell my students all the time, we've given up being cool because we're yeah. teachers, you right? Know? Right. So why not make take advantage of it and and make them feel? Watch, ready. Make them cringe or feel cringe. Right? <laughs> Did I use it right? Did it feel cringe? <laughs> well, for cringe, I'd say it's like, it's used how like, you know, regular definition. Yeah, of the cringy. Word. So it's not as cringy. Cringy. You try to use the <laughs> word cringe in a cringe way. Oh, you know what? Bet. Bet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And our final game, of course, is just answer the question, is there a central New Jersey? Absolutely. 100% there is a central Jersey. Anybody that says that <laughs> can come and debate me on that. You are putting the gauntlet down oh, right absolutely. now. Absolutely. Do not doubt it. Central Jersey exists. Are we in it right now? We are 100% okay. in it. When does central Jersey stop? Like where does North Jersey start? Uh, I would say North Jersey's probably above 78. Above 78. And South Jersey is? Anywhere the, <laughs> anywhere the Eagles fans are consistent. Okay, that's where you're <laughs> That's a pretty good role, actually. Right, we get to right, play right, that one. Right, Because I'm a Giants fan, and I'm kind of in enemy territory. Oh, well, I, first off, I'm sorry for what you've been going through this year. <laughs> it's and hard. Don't worry. It's realistic that it'll get better. I mean, the, the law of averages Always is. So, so sooner <laughs> well, Dr. Rocco, thank you again very much for being here. Thank uh, you. We'll come back with our student spotlight next on Pod Save the Teachers here on 1077, uh, 1077thebronc.com. Pod Save the Teachers on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten by Ryder University's College of Education and Human Services. We all recognize that sound, the school bell. It's a part of the foundation of our future. From kindergarten to high school, the education we receive builds who we are, from our character to our careers. When you enroll as an undergraduate or graduate student at the College of Education and Human Services, we will help you harness your passion for education. We will prepare you to make meaningful and creative contributions in the classroom that will support, impact, and transform the lives of your students, providing them with the building blocks for success. Programs include elementary education, secondary education, and post-baccalaureate teaching certificates. 
certificates, as well as Rider's two-year New Jersey Alternate Route Teaching Certificate for educators who have earned an instructional certificate of eligibility. For more information about Rider University's College of Education and Human Services impactful undergraduate and graduate programs and how to apply online, it's rider.edu. That's rider.edu to turn your passion for education into a rewarding career. We're back for more Pod Save the Teachers with Dr. Mark Piercy. Mark is back up at the blackboard and ready to chalk up some extra tips for teaching. So let's return to our seats and tune back in to Pod Save the Teachers on 1077 The Bronx. This is 1077 The Bronx, 1077 thebronkcom Welcome back to Pod Save the Teachers, the official podcast of the College of Education and Human Services here at Rider University. I am still your host, Dr. Mark Piercy, and now we are continuing our look at Hamilton Township School District with our next special guest. This is Mr. Sean Monroe, or Dr. Sean Monroe, I should say. Uh, from Clockner Elementary School in Hamilton, correct? Yes, thank you for having me today. My pleasure. Thanks for it. being here. So first, tell us a bit about yourself, where you're from, uh, your teaching background, and how you came to Clockner. Um, I am from the best borough of all, the Boogie Down Bronx, um, <laughs> the home of the New York Yankees, not that other trouble borough, the Bro- Brooklyn. Oh, my. Some New York trash talk, specific yeah, trash talk. Yeah, okay. specifically. Um, Grew up there, um, graduated with my undergrad degree from the State University of New York at Albany. Um, I got a master's degree from the Sage Colleges in Organizational Management Mm -hmm. and a master's degree here at Ryder in Educational Leadership and my doctorate in Educational Leadership from Ryder. Um, I I guess I got into teaching. I worked in juvenile justice for a while, working with um, youth who were um, placed in custody of the courts and... um, Decided that was too late to grab them. You got to make yeah. a difference earlier on. Decided education was the way. Had an opportunity. Um, a mentor brought me down to uh, Philadelphia. Started teaching there. Working in Philadelphia in the classrooms. Um, got some admin experience. Mm-hmm. Decided that um, being in the classroom was great, but it was very limiting to really how to affect change. Got some experience there. Um, then I went to Christina Sykes Academy here in Trenton. It was. Um, it's one of the a unique school, private school for urban youth. Got to be a founding member of that school, which was really cool. And then um, Newark Public School for a number of years as a vice principal. Then I got uh, an opportunity to move, come back closer to home in Mercer County at Hamilton Township Public Schools at Grice Middle School, where I was there for, oh God, six, seven, eight years, something Uh like that. I was excited after I got my doctorate. I was um, appointed the principal of Clockner Elementary School, the greatest elementary school in Hamilton. Now you've been so you've been up and down the K twelve spectrum then. Yes. All right. So there's an old joke among secondary ed people that L ed people love their kids, and sec ed people love their subjects. That we want we want kids to love history the way we love history, mm-hmm. and but L ed people will teach kids anything because they just love being around kids. So which do you prefer in general, the little little big kids or the slightly bigger kids in middle school or the big big kids? I generally like the the younger kids because I, I see every day you can see growth every day. Yeah, you see growth every day. Middle school kids are great because they they have the best fart jokes, <laughs> the yeah. best fart jokes, the best dad jokes, and they get that kind of humor. They they get it. Yes, they do. High school kids have high school problems, mm-hmm. and that I know wasn't for me. I didn't I didn't def, definitely didn't want to hear about you know your girlfriend and you know all of that stuff. That wasn't for me. That is true. But yeah, I definitely like the little people, and I and I do have a soft spot for middle school kids. I do. Now but. tell me about Clockner. You said this is the greatest middle school in Hamilton. So Elementary. I'm Elementary. sorry, greatest Elementary. Elementary school in Hamilton. Yeah. So tell me about Clockner. What kind of school is it? What kind of student <clears throat> population you have? What kind of uh, community? We are a pre-K um, five school, so we have um, two sections of each, two two classrooms of each. We have um, 
We service about 280 families um, in our community. We're very, we're not a community school. We're a neighborhood school. Mm-hmm. So typically, most of our kids walk to school. Some take buses. Very few. So we're real close knit. The same kids you go to school with are the same kids you're playing with on your street mm-hmm. most of the time. Um, we see our families and have touch points almost like every day with everyone. I know I'm fortunate that most of the teachers know every kid in every grade. So we work um, very, very closely to service kids. So it's not uncommon that if you're a young person and you need support and you're maybe on a, your reading level is not might not where it needs to be and you're in third grade, yeah. you can go to a first grade teacher who will be willing to help you. We do have a belief, one of the things I think I'm the most proud of is that your child will be on or close to grade level in reading and math by the time they leave if you give if you come in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. So we, we do our best to do that. Um, we also provide tons of supports for families. We're, we're their partner in that. So if you have an issue with, because we're a Title I school, we don't call it Title I, so with the negative connotation, we're a T1 school. Mm-hmm. Um, we're a T1 school that's growing. So we our academics, we've shown academic growth consecutive over the past three consecutive years. So we're doing extremely well academically. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to make sure we're a resource for families. So when a kid needs something, they can come to us and get it. We, um, this past Thanksgiving, we fed 150 families that have um, food insecurities wow. um, in our school community. And that was just based on our connections in the community with our stakeholders to ensure that when they're not in school, they will be able to have food during that time period mm-hmm. and be able to celebrate that holiday. And it doesn't mean you, you have to celebrate Thanksgiving, but you can have a meal with your family. We do a lot of these events to um, bring our families into the building so they're comfortable. Since COVID, we noticed that fam- we know we we saw that families didn't want to weren't didn't feel like they were welcome. So we want to make them welcome and build community because once they have community, then we can really support moms and dads who may be struggling themselves with reading and writing or math and give them that service because now I'm not the principal. I'm just this old guy that, you know, can give them advice, you know, like an uncle. And the teachers are just like, hey, you know, it's another teacher. I might have been their teacher because it's a neighborhood school. So we really take pride in, in those touch points with families so that we remove any barrier for for, for um, academic success. Well, you mentioned barriers. And off mic, you said something which really struck me, mm-hmm. that the, the diversity of your student population. Mm-hmm. I know Hamilton's a, a diverse district, but but yours really must take the cake. How many languages do you have spoken in the hallway in a given day? Well, at home. So at si- home, si- 16 languages spoken in the homes, and it's a di- either dialect of a language. So someone could be speaking um, different dialects of Arabic or and different dialects of um, Pakistani. So there's mm. there's all of different dialects of Spanish, Creole. Um, we have all of this going on. We have. Wow. And the best part is, despite all these differences, we are still a community. The kids don't necessarily speak the same language at home, mm. but you if you saw them after school playing soccer, you wouldn't know that their parents can't talk to each other. Wow. It, it's, it's amazing. It's an amazing place. Now, Hamilton, our previous guest, Dr. Rocco, I mentioned this to him, that it's one of the most unique districts in New Jersey because on any given day, it's one of the biggest districts mm-hmm. in New Jersey. Uh, but Klockner sounds like a pretty small school by comparison. Do you feel at times like Klockner gets lost in the shuffle or squeezed out, or is it something, you know... Um, <laughs> give we, me a little smile there. We we like to be under the radar. Yeah, we like to um, 
not draw a lot of attention and just service. We will service and help any kid, but mm-hmm. we like to, uh, we don't want to be like, we're going to be like, we do things to put us in ourselves in you know, recognition in the newspaper, especially for things because it draws more support for our endeavors, but we don't mind being lost in the mix. We don't mind that they, you know, we're a big district. The district has other challenges and other kids who have greater, we can sort, we can help our 277, you know, Dr. Rocco, and the leadership can focus on those kids in those situations that need greater help. And so I think that's our mission as a school, to make sure those 277 are, 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 are in a good, positive place. Now, I'm not from Hamilton, mm-hmm. and I know you live you know, live in Hamilton, but no. you've been in and around Hamilton pretty frequently. What is the one thing you would recommend to a non-Hamiltonian that they should experience about the township? Um, eat good bakery. I think it's... Eat if, good bakery. If you... Now, Dr. Rocco was bragging on pizza, but this one I've not heard of, the eat good bakery. I'm from New York. Their pizza's trash. You can't, <laughs> can't complain. You can't compare it. I'm this, you can't. So I have I'm a not. former student from the Bronx who swore up and down there's a place in the Bronx, and I can't remember the name of it. Uh, he's talking about the best pizza in New York. Jacob. Jacob was going on about it. I can't remember the name of the place, and he always gets mad at me that I can't remember. But it's a Bronx-specific location. It's, the Bronx is huge. It could be anywhere. That's what I mean. I, I can't any, be. It could be anywhere. Because right, so I would say something probably in my neighborhood because that's what I grew up on. So Hamilton pizza is trash. No, I'm not going to say it's trash. <laughs> I'm not going to say it's trash. I think that was the word you chose. Well, compared to Bronx pizza, yes. Oh, fair enough. Okay, that yeah. saved you. All New right. York City pizza in general is good, but um, but Bronx pizza is the best. So the Be Good Bakery. Or Eat, eat Good. Eat, eat, eat good, good Bakery. Eat Good Bakery. It's um, on Hamilton. I think it's on Hamilton Avenue right across from Nottingham High School. It's Oh, okay. It's... Pretty good, pretty good. All right. That gives me reason to go there. Pretty good. It okay. has um, these, I'm not sure exactly what they're called, like eclairs. They're, they're like the thing that people get. Like you yeah. you go there for that. Outstanding. So well, listen, before you, and thank you very much for being here. We Absolutely. appreciate it. Before you go, uh, as we do with all our guests, we have these, you know, kind of idiotic games we play with everybody. Uh, and the first game we're going to play is your favorite teacher. Uh, my favorite teacher probably who had the most impact on me would be my um late guidance counselor uh, I went to Catholic school in New York, mm-hmm. so it was Brother Jerry Brother Jerry and um, oftentimes he could see the potential in us when we didn't see the potential in ourselves I grew up in the what was that the early 90s and it wasn't the greatest time for New York City and for mm-hmm. most of our neighborhoods and my neighborhood wasn't the greatest but he was like your parents are sacrificing to let you go to Catholic school you need to keep with this sacrifice you have to do your part and stop being a butthead and and (laughs) do your work go to class go to college you know you're gonna live past 21 you're not gonna be a statistic so do what you need to do don't be a butthead brother jerry yeah that was his favorite line don't be a butthead don't be a butthead that look good on a t-shirt, actually. That for for Klockner Elementary, you can put that on the back. <laughs> um, it doesn't play so well at elementary school. Maybe not. Yeah, it doesn't play so well. All right, our second game is Try Before You Die. Try Before You Die is one thing you think everybody in the world should try at least once before they leave planet Earth. Jump out of an airplane. Jump out of an airplane, a perfectly working airplane that is not on fire or anything. You jumped out of an airplane. Absolutely. With a parachute, I assume. Uh, yes, and strapped to a professional. Yes. Oh, you so should, you've, have you done? You've done like the tandem jump. The tandem, yeah. You got to be protect, if you, yeah, attach yourself to a professional. Are you going to do like the individual jump? No, or no, 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 no. What led you to do this? Was this one of those you just wanted to experience? Groupon. <laughs> you got a good deal. Uh, yeah, you get a good deal. Like that time, you got a good deal. Okay. Like a couple hundred bucks or so. Like From that. what height did you jump? I mean. It was high enough up that as the plane went up, some guys jumped out first, and then we went up higher and jumped up higher. Oh, my jumped God. Out higher. Oh, that just sounds terrifying. 
it was like a bus, like a, it was like a stop on the bus. They were like, they got up. We were sitting there. They got up and walked to the front of the plane. They opened the door and they just jumped out and closed the door and we kept going up. Now, is this one of those things that was secretly horrible, but you're remembering it now? Like I survived and so therefore it was great or? No, no, no. It was, it was fun. It, it was fun. I like, I, I have an adrenaline junkie. I do things like uh, ride motorcycles, jump out planes, try to swim with sharks. I like that. If, type the, of stuff. if the plane was like gloriously on fire, <laughs> I would jump out of it, but I'm not positive any other circumstance would get me out of that trip. All right, that's a good one. Okay. Uh, next game is called Mascot Fight. Mascot Fight is my high school mascot versus your high school mascot. But I think, first off, what's your high school mascot? A Mountaineer. A Mountaineer. Okay. Because my high school mount, uh, mascot was a Patriot. And those are both, like, you know, outdoorsy types with weapons. Yes. So we might call that a push. But Clockner Elementary, <laughs> you guys are the home of the Kangaroos. Yes. Right? Okay, so I teach at Ryder University. We're the home of the Bronx. Kangaroos are pretty tough, though, aren't they? Like, they... They the, kick the daylights out of you. And they also, you know, there, isn't there a, a kangaroo that has, like, boxing gloves that boxes? That's true. I think, they, I think they all box. I think evolutionarily yeah. they developed that. Yeah, they, they box. So okay. The bronc is a little out of... Uh, yeah, we're just a big, mean horse. So I don't know. And we don't have any fingers or toes. So, all right, we're going to go with the roux on that yeah. one. Okay. Uh, next game is called Spen Random Speed Round. Excuse me, Random Speed Round, Random Speed Round. We put one minute on the clock. I ask you as many random questions as we can. Okay. You answer as many as you can. Right now, the record is 16, I think. So we'll see if you can beat that. All right, you ready? Vanessa, you got the clock. One minute on the clock. Ready? Go. Go. If you lost all of your possessions but one, what would you want it to be? Money. What issue you always speak your mind about? Kids. What's something you wish you'd figured out sooner? Kids. What's the best piece of advice you ever received? Get married. <laughs> you ever sing when you're alone? No. Who are, who are some of your heroes? Uh, Brother Jerry. Would you rather be stuck in a broken ski lift or a broken elevator? Elevator. What have you created you're most proud of? My kids. What's your favorite book? Um, hmm. Autobiography of Malcolm X. There you go. If you could live in a, bo a book, a TV show, or a movie, what would it be? Movie. Do you have any nicknames? Yeah, Raw Threats. Uh, what's one of your favorite comfort foods? Um, adult beverages. What's something you learned in the last week? Um, that Christmas has a, something to do with belly buttons. Gonna hear about that one in a minute. What's one place you traveled you never want to go back to? Um, uh, oh. Yeah, 13. 13, I think the pause there on the uh, book. The book, yeah, that gotcha. Yeah. All right, what was the movie you named? Movie? No, you didn't get to a movie. Did I say movie? I thought I had, what was your favorite movie? I think that was the last question that I called time. Oh, okay. There you go. All right. Well, and what, Christmas has something to do with belly buttons. The kids at Klockner said that there's a story that they were, Christmas started to cover kids' belly buttons. Something about to do with warm clothes to make sure kids could be warm in their belly buttons. Some kid found an obscure article. Okay. Before. That's news to me. I, I watched them and I go, oh, that's, yeah, pretty, that's cool. pretty cool. It's just not along with them. That's yeah. probably the right thing to do. All right, our next game, and this is one we usually play with our, our students when we have them, but okay. being that you're a principal uh, and being that you're around young kids all the time, you might have an answer to this one. It's called Slang Exploder. Okay. Slang Exploder is where I have Gen Z students teach me one new word in usage by young people, and then I use it on the air, and by doing so, I remove all social credibility from it forever. <laughs> so do you have a slang word that kids are currently using, and you have kids that are a range, your own kids, or across the age spectrum, so you may have access to more terms than my guys actually do. Um, the term that is uh, predominantly is cap. You capping. Everything you capping. is your capping. I think I got early on, didn't we get cap and no cap? Mm -hmm. And cap is 
like that's emphasis, right? Like cap. You're, you're, it's not true. It's not. Oh, and it's, no cap is like no, no. That's that's true. They don't even say no cap. They just say cap. That's cap. That's cap. That's cap, cap is untrue. It's untrue. Like okay. if I say. Like we have an elf, and I say the elf caught you doing something. That's cap. You didn't. The elf didn't see me. Okay. And if I say that's capping, then does that? They don't. Say, they don't say that. Okay. They just say that's cap. That's cap. That's cap. That's cap. Now maybe okay. it's because it's like watered down now with little kids. If, if it's getting out of little kids, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But that's still listen. I'll use it, and I think by using it, I mean see, I see Vanessa already shaking. Say <laughs> so they're shaking ahead of both of us. Yeah, uh, Vanessa, come on, don't don't be cap, Vanessa. <laughs> You cap it. Like I said, you, you I, can you, say you cap it. You cap it. Okay. <laughs> it's my favorite part of the show when I get the, I'm slowly chipping away at Generation Z. Uh, and our final game before you leave is called Just to Answer the Question Is there a Central New Jersey? Is there a Central? A Central New Jersey. A Central. Oh, a Central New yeah. Jersey. Yeah, I live in it. Mercer okay. County. Mercer County, Central Jersey. All right, when does South Jersey begin? When you hit Burlington County. Okay, real quick before you go then, rank the five boroughs of New York City. I know the Bronx is number one. Manhattan is number two. Okay. Staten Island is six, because there's only five. <laughs> um, Queens and Brooklyn. Queens and Brooklyn. All right, so and it's Yankees over over Mets, right? Who was that and, other team? Yeah, I'm okay. I, I, see, I they won no a championship in 86 and 66, <laughs> right? Something like that, yeah. I have no dog in this fight, so I love highly specific regional trash dog. <laughs> Uh, Giants, I assume, over Jets? I'm not a, I don't follow either team. I have another team. Okay. But um, I do like the Giants over the Jets. Okay. Knicks or Nets? Ugh. Well, the Nets aren't really from New York. They're from New That's Jersey. True. So the Knicks. Okay. And do you have an interest in hockey? Um, Rangers. Rangers, okay. Rangers. In the 90s, the Rangers were like, really ran the city. So the Rangers okay. was a big Big thing when I grow up. I know that most people listen to this are from New Jersey, and so I try to anger them by getting into the pork roll Taylor Ham thing and the Central New Jersey thing. But it's always good for New York listeners. If I'm you're, very, you know. very familiar with that because that argument was in my home this weekend. The Taylor Ham pork roll thing. Yes. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. What was the vote? Was it pork roll or Taylor Ham? Um, pork roll, because my wife said so. Th that is absolutely yes. That's the deciding factor. <laughs> I think the debate's over. Yeah, it was for me. I I don't eat either, <laughs> so I just was like, okay. Yeah. Well, Rashad, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate thank, it. Thank you for having me. I thank appreciate you, it. It was every, fun. Everyone for listening. Uh, Pod Save the Teachers is available on our website, 1077thebronc.com, as well as the following platforms. Amazon, Anchor, Apple, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify. Pod Save the Teachers are produced by Vanessa Rivera and Aubrey Pendergast. Thank you, Vanessa. Uh, catch our live broadcast on the last Saturday of each month at 8 a.m. or wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great break, a great holiday, and we'll see everyone in the new year. Thanks for tuning in to Pod Save the Teachers, only on 1077 The Bronx. To listen to previous episodes and obtain further information, head on over to 1077thebronc.com slash podsavetheteachers. Pod Save the Teachers is brought to you by the College of Education and Human Services. We'll see you bright and early next Saturday at 8 a.m., only on 1077 The Bronx. Thank <laughs> you.